All right, so uh, this is Coach Gary with GLS Training and Go to Movement, and welcome to Recoded the podcast. Um, couple of special guests with us today, but um, you know my partner in crime as far as the the go to stuff goes and all. I got Rick Stans; he's going to be with us here. Um, uh, Ricky, you could kind of introduce yourself a little bit. Let them know where you come from, what you do. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be on today. We got some great guests. Um, like Gary said, um, you know we're business partners with with GLS Goda. Um, we have an education system. We have a, 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 a recode system, you could say, a workout program uh, that we put people through to take them from poor movement patterns to good movement patterns and get them pain-free and, you know, kind of squeezing every inch out of uh, their potential, uh, whether it's on athletics or just kind of moving about their day-to-day. Yep. So today, let, let's, man, let's get into it. I, I got two special guests, as, as a lot of y'all been seeing um our very own Jameis Winston is uh, going to be here with us today, and um, his his longtime mentor and trainer, Coach O, Coach Otis Leverett. Um, I said that right, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. get that wrong. All right, um, and and he is the owner of Modern Day Fitness, which is a facility. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the facility, Coach? Um, well, primarily it's it's a, it's a deal. We are out of Birmingham, Alabama. I've been running it now about. 14, well, now going on 15 years, uh, training athletes all throughout the Birmingham area. And, you know, you know, not only am I learning some new stuff for us as Goldie's concerned, but we've been at it for a long time, put over 400 kids in college nice. and, and 10 or 12 in the, in the NFL. And we just, it, 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 the list goes on. We've been very blessed. And both males and females participate in the training program and it's a mentorship program as well sweet and and, and while we're talking about it your, your wife um she has modern day holistics which is a, a cmos company yeah i mean you know we can do all this work but we got to watch what's going in, in our body and that's what she does she she puts a, she puts the emphasis on um uh, the CMOS is uh, one of one of her uh, greatest products that she sells. But she does juices, lemonade, all this stuff is cold pressed. All of it's organic, natural, and uh, and real products to, to 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 boost the nutrition along with the working out. Yeah, you got to have. And the juice has CMOS in it. Yeah. So if you okay. want to buy the CMOS and you want to start off light with a juice, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can just get a juice, know. and the juice already has uh, handcrafted. And y'all ship around the country? Yeah, we do. Okay, great. Any any product? So that's uh, what's the dot com on that? Uh, modernholistic.com. Okay. Yeah. Modernholistic.com. Holistics with an with with X at X. the end. X. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, and we'll have that information for anybody if y'all need to inbox us or, or, or reach out to us or whatever. And um, so, you know, second – James Winston, Saints QB as of right now, and, and um, Florida State, Bucks. I, I mean, I, when I start looking at this list of accolades and stuff, youngest player to ever win the Heisman, uh, first pick of the NFL draft, national champion, and, and then the baseball side of it, and then everything you did in the ACC and all. And, and it's, it's uh, first off, man, I appreciate you doing the show. You know, this ain't part of – anything you ever have to do and 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 uh the the more that we getting into this training stuff and I'm getting to spend some time with you and coach and really finding out the personal side of Jameis Winston it's been a true pleasure man yeah. just to have you around here and the way you interact with everybody so I, I appreciate that first uh, of all the pleasure is all mine and in terms of the, the accolades it's glory to God like Rick Rick know how that journey is and uh training from such a young age and being able to live out your dream of uh being able to compete in the NFL so uh, that is, you know, it's always a dream of mine. So when, once we reach that dream, we just look for a way to go higher. 
But man, I, I appreciate you for walk, welcoming us uh, into your facility and and being able to give me something new and something beneficial uh, to to hopefully elongate my career uh, even even further. So I'm I'm happy that that you're in this journey. You on this. You get you a little piece uh, in this road to glory, uh, yeah. so to speak, man. So I'm just thankful of all the work that you've been putting in and. You know, we we know how far we have came. Uh, mm-hmm. Coach O has Coach O has came uh, as a trainer, and we uh, heard a little bit about your story. So, man, we're grateful that we able to kind of mesh the minds together and, and go to work. Yeah, for sure, man. So, so you know, um, Rick, you and you and Jay got a, you know, y'all been a place and coach. You played some NFL ball and all of that stuff too. And, um, you know, a lot of times people from the outside see things or they don't understand the human side of of this whole thing and and listen I didn't because I wasn't always a trainer right so you know like I said getting to meet you and, and meet y'all and all and, and, and getting the personal side but when you was when you there was a moment where you first met like that there was that that you know here's Jameis Winston walks up to you he's a kid tell, tell us how that how that happens well, I'm I'm a person, and, and it's it's, it's kind of it kind of goes to the story in which how me and you met. I, I'm a person where I'm all for benefiting the people that I'm working with, and it don't matter if it's a kid I train or a kid I just see uh, that needs some help that I that I know I can add something impactful to them or to into their journey. So I so when I seen Jameis, we were at a camp uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, as a rivals camp. And there were kids uh, from all around the Birmingham area, the metropolitan area, to the areas, even the outskirts of Birmingham. They were at that camp. Well, James was running the 40 at the time, and I'm watching his 40-yard dash dance, and I'm just like, man, I know this kid can run way faster than that. If I, if I can just go up here. And, you know, me just being me, I didn't really care if – I got some lashback from. I'm just the type of person when I see somebody need help, and that's speak on it. And, and it's kind of crazy because again, that's how me and you met. Right. Because you were like, "Hey, man, if you change some of his movement pattern, we could prevent some of these injuries." And you posted something online, and I went, you know, we kind of went back and forth a little bit. But then, then now we're here. Yeah. So, so I respect people that stick their nose in, in, in other folks' business for the good. Yeah. So, so what I did was I, I kind of stuck my nose in his business. I was like, "Hey, man, if you change this up, change this up, you can run a lot faster." Where's dad is in the background watching I don't know I, it, it wasn't even about trying to get the guy who's going to become a Heisman winner right you winner. didn't know at that time nah. and, and so after that me and the dad had a conversation he knew me from playing at UAB and some other, we knew some of the same people and he just said hey if you you don't mind I want you to you know start working with him and he brought him out uh, to my building and started training and, and here we are uh, Heisman Trophy All-American first round draft pick Pro Bowls later so 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 we've been so 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 we've been blessed it's been a blessed journey but that's how I started me correcting his 40 yard dash thing what, what, you, what you said what this was, man that was about. an incredible incredible experience man because like you you see Otis Otis like 16 <laughs> you know what I'm saying he the, obviously he's a big guy yeah let, <laughs> let me tell you something too cause you could have been that guy that came in here and snapped my neck <laughs> like you know what I'm saying that, that's the funny thing cause we always joke around and we like somebody's gonna kick our ass one day. <laughs> somebody's coming <laughs> in here and they're gonna take day. yeah they're they gonna, they gonna take it the wrong way and then that's gonna be the end of Gary well, like, co- well Coach O was like literally one of the one of those first people to like go at me because literally football, like I was the man, you know what I'm saying? Like playing football, I was doing all this fun stuff, but we, we had like a a true, like a combine. Mm -hmm. We was running 40 yard dads, doing shuttles, like doing vertical jumps and this, that and the other. And like, it was a lot of kids at their camp that was testing higher than me. And he got this big old dude leaning over the fence. Like I can, I can see him. Everybody can see him. And he's like, Hey man, like, 
you gonna have to run better than that, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can help you out with that, you know. And and you know, my dad was like, hold on, man, who was this guy? You know, critiquing my baby already, and right. that instantly. That that love and that passion that my dad had for me and me instantly gonna get up, get wanting to get better. He was like, I, I need somebody that can push my son like that. I need yeah. somebody that's gonna be truthful with my son. Mm-hmm. You know, because when, when you're a young kid growing up and you, you're successful in sports, you think that you on top of the world. You 100%. know, so that that first that first encounter of someone, you know, looking beyond of my my football talent and just like, hey man, I can help this kid, the person yeah. together as a as a complete athlete, man. And I tested to this day. We got together at the end of my eighth grade year, man, and I was running like a, a five two. I think I ran like a five two at the combine, eighth grade year. And then I remember uh going to uh Alabama camp, tenth grade, man, running the four six two. You know, so just over two years of just working, man, we took that he that, did what he time. said. He did what he said, yeah. you know, and uh, and that was obviously when people say that they can help you, uh, and you don't see results immediately, you start you start like, ah, oh, man, like what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. do I need to go a, a, a other option? But it's a true testament to like, man, if you put your mind to it and you buy in, like it's it's a difference of saying like, hey, I'm gonna do it, but it's a difference of buying into a program and consistently working, and and, and it worked and. Uh, we we accomplished a lot together. Yeah, and, and and that that behavior that has been instilled or created, you know, that's the the whole thing we talk about with our athletes too about taking that even out of football. Like you've been successful in football and in the professional world, but if that wouldn't have had happened, you would have had a journey somewhere else that God had planned for you, and and those behaviors would have translated over to that. Um, but you know. You, you know, you, you go through that process, and then you you are the Gatorade player of the year or whatever in high school, and you're the number one quarterback on ESPN's board coming out. There is a mental side to that, mm. that everybody thinks it's great to be that guy. So you as the mentor are trying to keep him humble, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you as the athlete are trying to maintain that and still manage – all of the publicity that comes along with that. And we got a lot of younger viewers out there and stuff that are listening. And they 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 need to hear that. They need to hear from you what what it's like to be in those shoes. And then maybe there's a trainer out there that needs to hear from you that, hey, what it's like to be in that trainer's shoes when you're dealing with that. Because that could go wrong. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to speak from a player perspective. Man, and Coach O, we talk about this all the time. Like, you need that that confrontation. You need that player to challenge your skills, to challenge your beliefs even, you know, because sometimes we get so one-track minded, especially when you're on a successful path as a young kid. Uh, I was fortunate to have my dad in my life who poured so much into me, getting me around men like Coach O, uh, being able to to play travel ball and have some some type of failures, uh, especially in my baseball career. Cause I, I trained more as a baseball athlete coming mm-hmm. up uh, than football, like football was just like my the, the sport that I loved, and yeah. and I just can go out there and play. But baseball, man, I I I, I will I would encourage kids to play multiple sports because you get a chance to fail at different things. You get a chance to challenge your your body in a different way. When you're just doing something that you're good at all the time, man, you experience that success, and and the first time you get slapped in the face, the first time you find somebody that's better than you. You start to question yourself, mm-hmm. but honestly, you should have been questioning your competition the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, man, I'm, I'm thankful for my my father and the Lord for providing me with. I would say, you know, uh, my grandma, aunties always just say it takes a village to raise a, a child. Surrounding me with great men and women to not only 
lift me up and praise me when I do well, but to challenge me and correct me when, when I didn't do something uh, great or put me in situations that, uh, that I, that I failed in. Mm -hmm. And, and listen, just like, you know, watching, you know, from just a fan's perspective, not like person that's working with you on your team now and all like, you've always handled everything in stride. Like it was always a class act. And, and, and I don't think there's anybody in New Orleans that would say anything other than that, that you've been nothing but a class act since you've been here. Now, Coach, you know, how was that, having that top prospect? And I know you got, because now his brother's coming up. And, no, no and, I, I mean, he, he led the way for me. Uh, I will never, first of all, I, I, I'll be forever indebted for, for for his father, a lot of times people come to me and they say, um, um, hey, man, I got this kid and he's really special. He got an opportunity to be really, really good. One thing I learned from James and his father to ask a key question is not so much is how special the kid is, how special are the people around that kid? Mm -hmm. Because that talent is going to hit a brick wall in a minute. And if you don't have, like James say, them yes men and them no men and, and everybody chiming together to make a village around that kid – the chances of that kid really uh, uh, making it to to his highest heights, it, it gets very slim. Uh, prime example, and I would challenge anybody to really look it up, if you go back in history, um, uh, there hadn't been very many child prodigies make it to a high, high level in sports. LeBron is one of them, uh, you know. Kobe. Uh, uh, Kobe is one of them. And, and even Kobe, I tell you, he kind of struggled early on in, in his high school career and things of that nature and when he was young in middle school. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but you're talking about a guy who literally was successful since Little League and then goes on to win the Heisman and, and be the number one overall draft pick. I mean, th these guys are very, very rare. Even when uh, you look throughout the NFL with, with, with the 32 starting quarterbacks, um, if you be honest with yourself, most of these guys kind of ascended to where they were. They hadn't been in the pressure cooker the whole time. Mm -hmm. He'd been in the pressure cooker since, I mean, you know, since seven, eight years old and, and even beyond that. But I, but I think what made him special and, and, and what I think uh, uh, people need to understand is his support system. And, and I will always, like I say, his dad is, is a lot like, like us uh, in the sense of, Hey, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be who you say you are. And if you who you say you are, man, I'll ride and die for you. But if you ain't who you say you are, then I, then I got to move on from you. And, and I respect uh, a fair opportunity like he gave me to be able to be in his family life. And, and now, like I say, going on to work with Jonah Winston, who is his brother, who is also a, a, a guy that's going to have a whole – already has a whole lot of Division yeah. One offers. Yeah, he just popped Alabama, huh? Yeah. So you know what comes behind that. But um, And, Rick, you had your dad through the process, huh? Mm -hmm. I mean, he, he, he kind of was the – that light that you followed, huh? Yep. Yeah, I know. When I was listening to Jameis kind of speak on his past, that was those were – there were three things that kind of – stood out to me was one, you know, having that father figure, having somebody that is going to push you to get better. And for me, my father had kind of two things that he always pushed me towards, which I heard Jameis talk about, which is that, that growth mindset. And then you've got to put yourself in a, in a competitive scenario often. And I think that's the, the big thing that I noticed when I first met Jameis was, you know, you walk in, he's, he's going through a workout and he's got laser-like vision, and he's and he's diving into what he's doing. He's he's a sponge to that moment in time. And I I don't think a lot of people. We talked about this on the IG live, and Coach O was just mentioning it. But Jameis has been really good for a really long time, and I don't think the young kids understand what it's like to be dealing with 
all those distractions that come with that, but then to show up every single day and be able to pay the rent every single day and to have the growth mindset every single day and be willing to put yourself in a competitive scenario when you're on the top of the mountain. It's, it's, more, it's more challenging up there. Sometimes it's easier to be the underdog and, and work your way up and ascend than it is to always be on top and everybody's you know barking at your feet. So you know those were the things that stuck out uh, stuck out to me. Meeting Jameis and watching him work is having that growth mindset, having that sort of like, oh, we're doing no support drop in. Well, I'm going to compete mm-hmm. at no support drop in. Then right, we're playing baseball. Well, whatever the task is, mm-hmm. yeah, at baseball. Whatever that task is, and I think the young people listening, the parents listening, um, you know, those are the three things I would take away and try to get around the youth that you're present with, your own kids or the community that you're in, which is have role models around them of various types. Not only a father, but people like a coach O, like a coach Gary. Yeah. And then you have to have a growth mindset. It's never good enough. You know, we can we can be happy, but we also have to keep pushing that plateau to another level. And then that third piece, which is probably sometimes taken advantage of or not done enough, which is get into a competitive scenario. And I like what Jameis said about, you know, vary that competitive scenario. Put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you're not the best person. Put yourself in uncomfortable situations where it's not your favorite sport or maybe not your mm-hmm. your number one sport because those moments there, they don't let you relax. They let you keep progressing because, like Jameis will, will tell you, I mean, you could be good at high school, but once you get to college, it's a whole other level. Mm-hmm. And once you get to pros, it's a whole other level. So you're always going to have to match that competition and having those three things, having a good support system, having a growth mindset, and then being competitive those don't fail you at any level. Yeah. And you think that's a quarterback thing? I mean, you think it's a like cuz there's a there's a lot of attention to detail mm-hmm. with that QB position. No, you know? it, it is, but more importantly, I think it's a baseball thing. Like you just got to think about the the sport of baseball like you're literally a Hall of Famer if you can hit the ball 3 out of 10 times. So yeah. I failed way more in baseball yeah, yeah, yeah. than I that's did. Like, I mean, you love I, baseball. Too. I, I, I do. <laughs> I, I love I baseball. Am. That's yeah. like, it's, it's always going to be there in my heart. I always wanted to play both uh, in, in the pros. I didn't get the opportunity, but I think when like, we always talk about circumstances and to the, to the young kids and, and young parents and young guardians, just to let you know, like, yes, Rick and I had a father figure, which is very important into kids lives, but you don't have to have, a, a biological father in your life for you to be successful. We see that happening all day, but you do have to have a, a, a corrector, someone that is going to lift you up and someone that is going to challenge you in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you are looking for somebody to, to in, invest in you, like make sure that person isn't just telling you, Hey, great job, great job, great job, great job. Yeah. Make sure, make sure that person not on the pedestal. Yeah, because yeah, it happens a because lot. once you reach a certain level and Rick knows about it, once you reach a certain level, that that affirmation has to come from within. Absolutely. And if you don't have people that that are that are giving you both ends of that spectrum, when, when you have a success, you're going to be on this on this on this holistic high. But when you fall or you don't achieve what you want to achieve, when you when you don't reach, reach that expectation that you want for yourself. That's a real. That's a crash. Instead of you having a mindset, that growth mindset of like, man, I got to get better. Mm-hmm. I got to find a way to address this. Mm-hmm. And 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 I don't think in terms of support systems, a lot of kids don't get that nowadays because you got, you got nil, man. You got you got people that are afraid to approach kids 
because the kid might say, oh, you're not for me. Let me move on because everybody's looking for that person that Apache on the back. But the person that 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 rebukes you, you want to you want to get mad at them, and cut them out your life. But that that's probably the person that you, you need. Should, that, that you need in your life. And, and you know, my whole life, it, the 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 perspective of me has always been. Oh man, he has a dad in his life. Especially me being from Bellsmith, Alabama, he got a dad in his life. Everything good for him. But my daddy, when a daddy that was just like, oh uh, yeah, my son. You know I mean, he he pooped Krispy Kreme donuts. Like yeah. my dad, like nah, my dad was whooping me. Too. I was seventeen years old. Like yeah. he put that discipline in yep. me. Like he put that environment, that that environment, that that tough environment around me. And, and you know, and I think that's what we need as young young kids because that's how we learn how to grow in the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, that tough environment. How how can we overcome when when things don't go your way? Yeah. See, one of one of the big things too is is like you you know, a lot of times, and I see it happen with. It's like in travel baseball for some reason. I always go back to that because you'll see these dads that. They actually trying to live through the child. So when the kid ain't leading off playing shortstop, then they go and start another team or something like that. And then what happens is, is you know, everything that you've been through in your life, it created circumstance or it created these these situations where you develop character, right? And I always like, I listen to Eric Thomas and Inky Johnson and those guys, and he's like, man, character, your, your, your talent will take you somewhere where your character can't keep you. Mm-hmm. And and you could see the development. You know you went through it, but and and I think that that pedestal life for them kids and you, you know when the kids not getting it's it's like you 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 emotionally get arrested development mm-hmm. or, or you know and, and these kids just they fall victim to it a lot of times and then like you said social media nil uh, the recruiting process can destroy a child mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I know when I, when I remember the day clearly when Jamal signed mm-hmm. it, like he was crying and everybody thought he was crying because he signed with LSU he was crying because it was finally over with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just the stress that that kid was under for an 18 year old to have to go through that is just it's it's incredible. It is. It is. And just as an athlete in general, like these kids are pushed so much. You know, uh, from the the common the common uh, human, they look at athletes as like hey, they got everything. They get free scholarships. They get this. But the majority of those athletes come from nothing. Yeah. They, they come from no real background. Like even their parents, if they got both parents, which which is a blessing, like their parents don't have anything. Mm-hmm. You know. So like we need to just have a like a human perspective on this whole thing. If if the Lord blessed this kid with some type with some type of talent, let's build this kid up and be honest with the kid, right? So he can grow instead of just looking at the kid like, oh, he got a scholarship because he knows how to run a fast 40 yard dash. Like you gotta understand, like this is our lifetime. Rick knows like this is our livelihood for this time now. So we have to be as present as we possibly can be. We're not we're not entering, entering college saying like yeah we saying we're gonna get our degree you know what I'm saying but we're entering college to make it to the league right. to win championships yeah like that's it and that's that's our mind so think about the 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 the, the psychological uh, disappointment that is for a young kid now we're not talking about a grown man no it's a child who, who, like yeah. this is a child that's getting disappointed at age because only one percent of us make it. Mm-hmm. Only one percent out of all these kids, and, and this is and this is football, right? I'm not even gonna talk about baseball because baseball and it's, basketball, it's worse, yeah. you gotta you gotta put in all the all the people from overseas and all from different com- countries. This we talking about America's most popular sport of mm-hmm. football. Everybody, well, for the most part, everybody I know love football. But mm-hmm. when these kids don't make it to the NFL, what, what else do they have? 
what else they've been training for? Like we we blessed to have people like you with facilities that we can go train. But after that, it's it's like man, where am I going? Yeah. From this, that transition yeah. is tough. No matter what age it is. And that's that's one of the big things with Gota and where my passion is is that I know that I'm trying to remove the injury factor off that table. You know what I'm saying? And and that because because in here in New Orleans and you've been around the city long enough to see what goes on on the nightly. You know, I mean, you, all you gotta do is turn on the TV, right? And I know that if if I don't give my kids the direction give them the understanding, the knowledge of just their body, but also some type of character building or put them in a situation where they challenged, then I know what's waiting for them. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and pretty much like we had the conversation last week, pretty much every kid in the city, some kind of way either goes through me and AB. And we didn't see eye to eye at one time. And, I, I, you know, sitting back going, how much were we taking away from them kids? Because of our own personal egos and things like that, so still at forty eight years old, I still have these growth moments and stuff like that. But um, you know, today is National Signing Day or whatever, and um, you know, you had that day where you had to make that decision, and 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 what, what you know, what's Florida State? Man, you know, that day was so wild for me, uh, just because I'm I'm an Alabama kid. Like my whole my whole family wanted me to go to Alabama or Arbor, you know. So when I man, when I chose Florida State, you would think that a lot of good things would happen, but like everything just everything bad started happening, man. Like I started getting hated on at school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not really that good if if I'm getting playing football and I don't go to Alabama or Arbor, you know. So it, it it's just it's a literally it's a psychological thing in Alabama. Mm-hmm. If you're a kid, and I'm 35 minutes from Tuscaloosa, oh like, yeah, like so, you a kid that lives in Alabama, you don't go to Alabama or Arbor, you're not obviously you're not good at football because you didn't <laughs> want to go to one of those two schools, right, right, right. Nah, but uh, I chose Florida State, you know, because they they allowed me to play baseball and and football, and and that was my dream, and uh, and at the time Jimbo Fisher and uh, Coach Mike Martin, uh, they were there, uh, Coach Mike Martin, historical. Uh, baseball coach, uh, winningest coach in the, in the history of baseball. Actually, uh, he's retired now, um, but I just believed in them, and mm-hmm. uh, and and I just love. I mean, and Tallahassee's not really. And, and you were drafted into the MLB. I, I was drafted yeah. in the 15 round out, out of high school. Yeah. So but, it wasn't like you just went there because you wanted to. You was good. Yeah. Like you you could. No doubt. You know? like it was my dream. It was my dream to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, I know. Uh, I think Kyler Murray could have went yeah. either he, way. He got yeah. drafted first round. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he had a big decision to make too, or whatever. And and then, coach, what's your role in that? Like, what, what, how do you, you know? I know, I know, I, I could pretty much know the answer, but the people need to know is because I know, hey man, I supported whatever he did. I know that's probably. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I, me and him, we we talk all the time. I got a saying that pressure is for the unprepared, mm-hmm. and no matter what you put in front of him. Or, 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 or us as a team, I just feel like press is for the unprepared. And when you've been when you've been preparing for something as long as he has, physically, mentally, spiritually, when you've been preparing the way he, he's prepared, it, it nothing scared me. So whatever his choice was, I felt we were gonna thrive. Even to this day, I have no doubt. Whatever you put in front of us, we gonna find we gonna find our way to the better side of it. Because again, the preparation says 
that that that, that, that at some point, uh, uh, because the Bible talks about faith without works is dead, and I and I always flip it. I say work without faith is dead too. So mm-hmm. if we're gonna do all this work, we gotta have some faith in it. Mm-hmm. So when these opportunities come before me, they they don't scare me at all, and I've always felt that way. So when he went to college uh, at Florida State and decided that's where he want to go play uh, baseball and football, man, I knew I, I I knew with everything, and he'll tell you as a young age, I was telling the man we we're gonna be the number one quarterback in the nation. You know, I remember that we did a they did a sports illustrated article when he was a uh, 12th grade year in college and, and I, I was telling uh, the guy who interviewed me that I, I tell him to study the LeBrons, the, the the Cam Newtons, you know, people under the comment were killing us like, man, what, what, is, what is this guy talking about? He was only in high school then, but I, I just, I believed that much and I knew we were headed in this, in this direction. So uh, I have no fear for what's going to happen now and that's the same mentality I had back then. Yeah. Um. So, you know, Last you touched on it a little bit earlier, Coach. Um, you seen the post I did on social media, and and uh, it, 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 it however it got to you or whatever. Um, you look at it, you see it, and then what's the? I, I know the initial reaction probably don't feel good, but you know. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so with with the social media, like I said, I, I have a I have a rule. On social media, generally speaking, because as long as I've been dealing with James, I got some other pro guys. Primarily him, man. You get all this troll. You get all this this stuff that that is. I mean, I'm telling you, man. I've received everything from <coughs> uh, racist comments to you know uh, uh, just flat out just pure hate. I mean, it, 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 probably it, death threats yeah. when you didn't go to Bama. <laughs> oh man, no, it's been amazing. Bro, I, I can imagine. Know. Yeah, no, it's no, my, no. It's I mean, grass on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? They. Man, someone like, gra- put <laughs> gasoline on my on my yard. Jeez. Like I'm on my grass. Like kept my grass, beat my mailbox up, sent my grandma hate mail. That's ridiculous. No, we've been going through this a long time. Yeah. And in a place you expect him to be celebrated in, he was not because of the decision he made. Yeah. Uh, um, which obviously turned out for for the better for him oh, and, and his family. Yeah. And uh and, and so I got it. Like I say, I don't deal with trolls very often. I don't deal with them at all. Mm-hmm. But when I see qualified people, mm-hmm. you know, and I when I went on to your Facebook, I mean your uh, your Instagram, and seen you're a qualified person. You train athletes. I will respond to those coaches, ex athletes, people that you know got bigger names. I will respond to them a lot faster because it's like, okay, I expect you to understand. Mm-hmm. Now, now, regular grandmama getting on there saying, oh, you know, Coach Otis suck and Jameis suck too. You know, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't have any comeback. For that. <laughs> right, right, right. But right. when I see people that I consider to be qualified make comments, I'm going to always come back on it generally. Mm-hmm. So again, I went in and I did my research. And when I seen it, I was sitting there like, wow, man, okay. I got, I got to reach out to this guy because somebody sent it to me in my inbox. I said, I got to reach out to this guy because it was still fresh. And it's just like, wow, man, can't a man even be heard in peace? Yeah. You know, and so that's the way I took it initially. Mm-hmm. But thank God, me being who I am, we had the conversation and we're here now. Because in the end, if I see something that can that, that can get us to that goal yes. and help that preparation process I talked about, then, hey, man, we're we going to do what it takes. And and, and let, me, let me say this. We always say this, too. Like, that's who we want to work with. Like we don't want to worry for the guy that's worried about you know what I'm saying? Like and 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 it's not the most comfortable way to do things, but you know, they got a lot of kids out there that follow us and stuff like that. And and our goal is to inform and inform and and not to, you know, not we don't never want I don't you was 
rolling too. Like we was about to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like like the last thing I want to see is our quarterback go down. You know what I'm saying? And um it got it got us to this point though, because of like what you said and, and who you are. But so now 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 we in it, right? Now we in it. You come in, you get the eval. We go through the eval the first day. Mm-hmm. How's that? The, the the biggest thing was just the uh, the instant release of my ankles and my hips. Like I'm 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 tight hip and my ankles are locked up <laughs> and we still working on it to this day. Yeah. But I mean, I, and I heard from a couple of guys on my team. They was like, "Hey man, Gota, you got to do Gota." And one, one uh, Eric Gorman, one of my body specialists, he was telling me, "Hey man, we got to get you in Gota." And even AB, uh, my my lady. Yeah. He, uh, she she uh, trained with Bree at AB facility, and AB literally takes me. He's like, "Man, I got to get you connected with uh, the Golda guys." And I ain't, I didn't even respond. I, I'm not good to text. I'm sorry. But anyways, I didn't respond. But if somehow I ended up here, mm-hmm. so I knew it was like this was meant to be. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be for me to recode or whatever for my body, and I knew that I needed it because you attack everything that I'm weak at my mm-hmm. ankles. My hips and being in the back train, I'm, I'm front loaded. I, I I run out of my quads, I drop out of my quads. Mm-hmm. Everything I do is out of my quads. So taking me from being that front front chain dominant to learning how to use my backside has really revamped me as an overall athlete, man. Because I'm coming off certain back pain, knee pain, mm-hmm. Achilles pain, like just a, a lot of different things with my body. And, and I tell you, coach, like this is the most important time for me to do this. Not having a break like people typically do after the season but just man i'm just going to attack this gota at this time when my body's uh most vulnerable to anything and i'm gonna try to, i'm gonna try to perfect it man and, and and now this is a relationship that uh i look forward to having and this is definitely a foundation the foundation of gota is something that i'm, I'm gonna be including into my work uh for the rest of my career yeah that's refreshing to hear that tail to crown relationship, Rick, is and and that's what me and Coach O been pounding away, because um, we in that little phase where we starting to throw some like some of the stuff that y'all was doing before, or whatever, and, and starting to you know implement those things, and you know you you in the cert now, right? So you getting that education firsthand in comparison to what's been the way. Not necessarily your way, but the training industries. The training industry has it's still in the Stone Age in comparison to the rest of the world. Like the technology world and things like that. When you're sitting up here on a podcast with somebody in Cleveland, like that's not the training industry though. It hasn't kept up. Right. I just know the work, the go to work is is beneficial for any athlete. Like when I see them. Hang on, those those wise those wise people coming here, the people north of fifty coming here and getting to work in and being consistent with it, and I see just how their bodies looks and how they pain free. Like me being in the league, I mean Tom Brady just retired uh, yesterday and he's played in the league for forty five years. Like Rick knows how it is to be a quarterback. We know, like man, if we can stay healthy and we can keep our arm and just our body, our body don't break down as we can play in this league for how, how long the league allow us to play, mm-hmm. you know, especially if we still processing it and playing at a high level. But we just need our body. And in the past three years, I've been getting banged up, you know, not necessarily knowing why, but, man, I'm just trying to get my body to where it needs to be. And I'm a believer that Gota is going to help my body get to where it needs to be in terms of just how my is the, the dynamics of how my body needs to be in cutting movements, whether it's dropping, whether it's doing a pocket movement, what, what, what this pocket presence, I'm a believer that 
man, I know if my uh, my inside anchor bowl is high, right? I, I know if I'm on two two to five, I'm gonna be as explosive two to two to five. I'm gonna be as explosive as I possibly can get. I know if I got the bow in the corner, I'm gonna be running the way that I need to be. Yeah, and and th- that one percent is all I'm looking for. I'm not looking for like. A lot of people are looking for, uh, man, what can help change me overall? Like, what mm-hmm. can take me from being this this quarterback to being a Hall of Fame quarterback like that? Like, mm-hmm. no, it's a process with everything. And I just believe in this 1% of Gota is going to help me to reach the process that I want to get be in. Yeah, and we just want – it's longevity. Yeah, It's it's not nothing other than longevity and giving you the opportunity to be Jameis Winston, you know? Yeah. No, that, and, and, and I tell Coach Otis all the time, like, Man, the work that we put in, that was groundwork. That was work that had to be done. Yes. Like, that was work that got us to where we at. So it's not like we're going to stop doing what we're doing, mm-hmm. but we would be a fool if we didn't incorporate things that we know that scientifically proven that's going to make us better. Mm-hmm. Now, if we just if we just say, like, oh, no, nah, we're going to keep doing what we're doing, like, man, I, I know for a fact, me and Coach Joe, we're going to be successful. Like, that's just how we work, and yeah. that's how we work. But at the end of the day, science is a big thing now in, in sports and in, in everything. Like, shoot, even in betting, science mm-hmm. is, so, is so important mm-hmm. in the game. And why not when you got a guy like yourself, a guy like Rick, that's, 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 that's teaching these basic principles to help eliminate uh, – certain pains, why not grasp that concept and be all in on that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for like you said, for longevity, man. I want to play for a long time, not just for now. Yeah. I, 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 got, a, I got a saying. I got a saying that I use, Gary, it, and I learned this from being an athlete myself. Mm-hmm. Most people, and, and this is what I don't want to do with Jameis' life or any kid I train, this is why I vow – Take my ego out of it. Go through what I got to go through to make sure that they're in the best place. Because most people are scrimmaging while you're in the game. And this is what I mean. Like, most coaches are trying out new techniques. Uh, strength coach trying out this. Because they're working on them being a guru. Mm-hmm. And, and, and meanwhile, you're in the game. And then about 10 years later, they come back and say, oh, I know what to do now. Well, that's good. But you don't you don't waste it. 10 years of kids to get to this point that you say, oh, I know what to do now because you overlooked everything that could have been changed, everything that could have been added, and now that kid is in the game and you're scrimmaging with these, these this new stuff you're coming up with that ain't really got a bunch of merit or you're just trying to make yourself feel good and you don't realize what you're doing to the people. And then by that time, they ain't got no more eligibility left. Right. But now you claim you know. You lost them. Yeah, yeah. but that, we, we 10 years removed. Look at all these kids don't fail. Yeah. Because you because you wouldn't move off of some of this stuff that you were making up as you were going along. So I I, I vow for me being an athlete that I, that I wouldn't do that to the, the, the people that God – Placed in my cut, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so from, 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 you know, that that's why the transition was easy. When you start explaining, I'm big on nature because I just mm-hmm. think the world is unnatural now. Period. From the way we everything, eat, the way we think, uh, the way we move is unnatural. And when you started, you took it all the way back to indigenous people and babies. I was wide open at that point because it's like, okay, we're talking about something natural now. Mm-hmm. I can feel that, but you know, it, it, you know, again, you got a lot of stuff out here that just is it's adding to the unnatural effect that's already been laid on the world. Yeah, Rick, I see you shaking your head. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm relating with Coach O because I feel like a younger version in a sense where when I came to Gota, I was done playing. 
like ball was over. Like I was done playing ball. So I had a complete, you know, shift in my mindset to where, like coach is saying, you know, how do I give the knowledge that I have now, how do I give it back? But how do I give it back better? Like, what did I miss in this whole, you know, 30 years of chasing this dream? What, what did I miss there? What could be, you know, what can I brush over with a fine tooth comb? What can be sort of renovated and restored and brought back to, to kids with, you know, more clarity, more understanding. And that was what it was for me at Goda, which when I saw this, I was like, dude, every athlete has to hear this. Like that was the first thing that went into my head. Cause I'm like, well, I can't, I'm not doing it anymore. But like these other guys need to hear this. They, they need to know this information because it's huge. And it's, it is that 1%. We're not saying stop doing what you're doing. We're saying just take a look at what you're doing. And that's what Goda does. It slows it down. You go frame by frame. And you now get this like, oh, that's how God designed it. That's how it's supposed to go. We know there's good and bad across many different walks, many different industries, many different concepts when it, you know, you, you put it to life, right? But we get to this musculoskeletal system, we get to the training industry, and then it's kind of just opens up to, well, anything can go. And what Goda's saying is like, no, there's a, there's a certain design, there's a creator, there's a certain way that this body's built to move. And when you're in tune with that, like coach was alluding to with, you're in tune with your eating, when you're in tune with your sleep cycles, your emotional cycles, your relationships, all these things have a certain way. The cycles have a certain way that they're supposed to flow. The seasons have a certain way that they go. The movement cycle is no different than that. And go to taps into that. And when you boil it down to exercise, it's really a skill. It's the skill that Jameis was working on when we're in the studio and he's doing a single leg drop and he's working on the skill of the bow. And what, what Jameis is figuring out, what Coach O is figuring out is that, oh, that skill is like the cornerstone to my game. It's, it's my game branches out from the ability to stay inside ankle bone high, to stay in a tailback crown four relationship. And that was the big thing for me looking back as a player is I was like, man, when I started to, my game started to go this way, there was an increase in pain. So I knew that as my pain increased, my performance was going to go down. And so if I could just eliminate pain and feel good about what I'm doing out there, feel that, hey, I want to throw an out route and my, my brain wanting to throw an out route and my body wanting to throw an out route are on the same page. If I could get those two to mesh, I'm going to be a lot better off. So it's like, like Jamie says, a small change, but it, it the way that it sort of compounds and the, the areas that it affects for an athlete or for a coach goes really deep because go is going to make you think it's going to make you think about how you've been doing things. And it's going to make you think about how you want to keep doing those things as you move forward. And, and, and y'all had a, a nice little workout today and it was all like, Oh yeah, just put the feet a certain way. And then just work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The tail, the crown, like, it's like you got this basic principles, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as you honor them, and, and the good thing is, is like, you know, Rick's famous for saying, hey, I didn't make the ankle. Like, I just seen how it worked. Right. Like, don't, don't, you know, some people get upset with us. Don't get mad at us. We didn't make it. Yeah. You know, we just making sure it works the way that it's supposed to. And then once you honor those few little things, and then the nature part of it is, listen, you look at the baby. I don't care where you're from, what, what ethnicity you are or whatever. Babies crawl the same. If they don't, there's some type of, like the Caden Lewis kid. We had the kid that they was going to break his feet, shave his ankles down, put him in boots for a year, and then a year of physical therapy. He was 10 years old. And his dad said, I'm not trying that. 
And then he comes here when he's 12, and he runs at 14, a 6.98 and a 60 meters indoors, like world-class speed. Yeah, he just signed a deal at university. They were going to break this kid's feet, reset him and all of that stuff. But he crawled. They called him the Army Man because he would crawl with his feet out and drag himself. And he stayed out duck-footed. He stood up, and he took that pattern Mm -hmm. to his walk, and he embedded that in his nervous system, and it's who he became. We saying the crawl pattern, the indigenous tribesmen are doing the same thing at the foot level, at the hip level, and in the spine – and they move in the body, they transfer in the pressure through this pivot point system. And then when you look at a Michael Jordan or a Randy Moss or somebody like that, they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they just so happen to play as long as they want. Yeah. There's magic in it. And then when you go back to that's God's creation. Right. Well, it's 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 the proof is in the pudding. You know, all you gotta do is put your eyes on it. You know, all you gotta do is do the work. Yeah. That's the that's the biggest you do the work. And then you study. Yeah. Right? Like, that's one of the biggest things about go to Like, hey, we're going to do this, but I'm going to show you that you're doing it right. And when you don't feel like you're doing doing it right, look at this picture. You're not doing it right. Yeah. If you feel it, you know what I'm saying? You feel the truth. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's just. Yeah, when you get in that back chain, you know now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Whereas before, you you didn't have that kinesthetic yeah, awareness. It's only, what, two and a half weeks? Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's we just, early it's in a, this. It's a process, man. And that 1%, that little, that marginalism. It can take you so far. Mm-hmm. But when you are into, man, I'm about to take this big stride, and then, oh, this big stride didn't work. Okay, let me change up the system. Oh, I'm going to take this big stride. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, I'm going to change up the system. Now you're putting all your time and effort to try new things, but you're not growing anywhere. Yeah. Right? Um. So, you know, we 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 um, I, 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 we um, talked about it earlier, and I, I – I, I wasn't sure. I kind of when you came in the other day, you had a shirt on, said "Eat the W," and and I was like, "Did I see that right?" Because I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what. what and, and you you make light of probably just about anything, but that was that was um, how was that? I mean, <laughs> that that was a that was a odd time. You know, we were playing against the Saints. And uh, and I that was one of my pregame speeches why I, I I put out the eat the W now this is some like that was the only time they caught it yeah on film like but I you always, did it before I did it before <laughs> yeah man. and I, I always used to talk about hey man we about to we about to eat some um, you know how they had the alphabet soup yeah you yeah, know? yeah yeah uh, like man we eat some alphabet soup you know we gonna scrape the plate <laughs> you know what I'm saying but hey we ain't gonna eat all the other letters the only thing we eat is W's you know so I just revamped it uh, into this and. You know, the, the big thing was like I, when I put the W in my mouth, that's when a couple of my teammates was just like, "Hey, hold on now, I'm not gonna <laughs> dap you up, man. You really ate like you really ate the W this yeah, time. Yeah, you really did. It, you right? went from telling us to eat W's to really eating the W. You know, yeah. and it was just something like with just trying to get the team on the up and up, man. Yeah, uh, sure, that, it was just a motivational thing, and you know, the bad thing is that we lost. Right, we would have won that game against the Saints. Oh my gosh, it was yeah. Been, you know what I'm saying? You like, sold 100 million in them shirts. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, the next time it got big is when uh, you know Monday Night Football uh, when we went up to uh, to Tampa and uh, blew them out 38 to three, and I, I ate it with Drew. Yeah. You know, so how, how was it on that that side of that that that's a that's a become you know Atlanta and, and New Orleans has always been a very heated rival, but mm-hmm. you know. It, it the the Tampa Bay. I mean, you know, it's just it's in the conference and all of that stuff, and then the Mike Evans stuff and all of that those things that happen or whatever. Like, 
how, how, you know, it's it's like you got to be fired up when you come out. Yeah, no, no, you do. And, and and it was that year, I think that year, that 2017 years when when that rivalry started, right, with uh, Marshawn and, uh, yeah, and yeah. Mike and – and, you know, and I just got to take the credit because I started that rivalry. Like, I started it, man. <laughs> I was the one that started that whole thing, you know. Uh, but but I think anytime that you're playing against a team twice out of the year, like yeah. I remember uh, when I first got in the league, man, like we playing against Cam Noom, Matt Ryan, and, and Drew Brees, right? Uh, three MVPs in this league. And, like, it's just personal. Like, man, I got to be the best quarterback for us to win mm-hmm. uh, this week. And, you know, when you're playing against guys like that every single week, you know, it's a, it's a certain level of approach that you got to take because you got to get the win because you win your division, you, yeah. you get in the playoffs. Yeah. But when I came to the Saints, you know, I, I think Sean Payne just taught me a whole new, new out, outlook on everything. It's like, hey, it's a different way to win every single game. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to win the game. Now, it might be – it might look different from week to week, but uh, but I'm going to put us in a situation uh, to do this. So that was the first time I was just like, man, you know, I'm thinking I'm understanding like how to really win in the NFL versus like I'm just going to thinking about how the heck am, am I going to outdo Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and Cam Newton. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think the NFL does a good job of just creating that, that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, of, oh, yeah, of they got a way to market it yeah, for sure. They do. Yeah. You know, Rick had his, his moment. Whenever y'all won the um, – that was the Orange Bowl? Yeah. And in, in, in uh, little media, yeah, yeah, Get people fired up. They're still well. There's in Iowa at least. You know, I wasn't a part of. I didn't have the same sort of um, you know bubble. You could say that Jameis had the pressure cooker wasn't as big. I was more relegated to uh, Northeast Ohio and and Iowa. But yeah, I had a little quote that was uh, you know a love it or leave it quote. It was one of those like it just the question brought me to it. It wasn't like preemptive or anything like that, but. It just goes to show if you say something kind of catchy or something that's gonna, mm-hmm. you know, that's clicky, it'll it'll stay with, and it usually turns fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a little heat at the beginning, but which, which I had, and then it just kind of eventually becomes uh, something that's fun. I think what it points back to is the quarterbacks are always willing to go above and beyond for their teammates yeah, no doubt. to get everybody riled up, to get the to get the city, the state riled up. Um, you know, you have a different mindset. You have a like Jameis spoke to about, uh, you know, Sean Payton giving him a different lens. Uh, you do really have that as a quarterback where you just you examine things differently. I think each level I felt that, man, I felt like I was looking at the screen a little bit closer and I was looking at the frames a little bit slower and I was trying to go in into the game and try to understand the inner workings of the game. And like Jameis said, you know, not just throwing touchdowns or throwing pass yards. These guys are thinking about, the exact details of the exact play and then the exact details of who they're playing that week and what happened the previous three, three weeks. And, you know, you start to see how, how much preparation goes into the sport. Um, and that, that piggybacks off of what I saw with Jameis when I first met him was that attention to detail in a simple drill. You've got to imagine, you know, Jameis, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, you know, Cam Newton, all those guys that you talk about, they're sitting in that film room. You guys don't even see how much time these starters are putting in at the NFL level. Like I, I got to be around a lot of great players, got to be around Eli Manning, got to be around uh, Matt Stafford. And, you know, they're, they're in that film room before you and they're in that film room after you and their attention to details um, is, is impressive. And, you know, that's the one thing that drew me to go to, I'm like, Oh, these guys are watching tape. Like they're doing what, you know, 
Jameis does, what I did, what Sean Payton's doing. They're watching those details. They're letting the eye in the sky tell them the truth, and then they're making small adjustments off of that. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> um, and then lastly, you got your agency now, right? Just when? You kind of partnered up with that? or how's uh, well, it? No, my, my, So my friend, he's the owner. Okay. Uh, but, like, we went to, to school together. Okay, great. Uh, and he's doing some great things, especially with the, you know, an advancement of the NIL. So got a couple of athletes, man. I'm just – I'm – Basically, the main recruiter. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because, uh, yeah. Well, I know it's it was it's important to you. Yeah, no, it's, to make it's sure real, that we touched on. It's it. really important to me uh, just to see the grind of uh, Joseph Hernandez, uh, who who's the head guy over at Just Win, and he has a, a few guys, Max and uh, other guys that uh, help him uh, yeah. with Just Just Win management. And, and it's and it's really just our morals of just trying to cater to the athlete, yeah, to the athlete at an early age, and uh, provide them with a, a great support system to uh, be able to. Uh, basically put them in the best situation uh, to, one, financially take care of their family right now uh, in, in the future, be able to get deals and uh, create relationships with uh, other sponsors uh, to hopefully uh, make them uh, um, make them basically set them a, a legit foundation, not just on the field, but off the field as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, kind of wrap it up or whatever i, I appreciate y'all and, and rick i, I know uh you probably answering a thousand phone calls about a 999 sale <laughs> last yeah. day but um huh it's blowing up yeah yeah it starts getting out there a little bit but um coach i appreciate you i appreciate your authenticity Jameis. you know I, I I hope you're here next year. I don't know what the future holds or whatever, but um, I, I think you're a good guy. I think both of y'all are quality men that need to be around children and, and, and need to be some type of mentor or something like that. And, you know, as far as whether you're here next year or not, I know it's not the mm -hmm. last of Jameis Winston because we prepping that body to play for 20 more years. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate y'all coming on, man, and, and if, you know. Yeah, uh, one last thing, like um, young young boys and girls, uh, I, I would just say, uh, if you out there training and you out there and you have a, 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 a basically a facility that you that you with, invest in that facility, invest in those people that help you get to where you at, because what that does is it puts you right in the mix of the next young kid that's gonna be you, and I think sometimes we overlook that. Uh, in terms of we we want to sometimes attack or reach the grand scheme of things when we got kids in our backyard that just need our time, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and if we got the money, some of our money, and just the little the little things that we can do to to help out a GLS, to help out a modern day fitness, uh, can help prep uh, the next generation of kids that are going to achieve so much more than us. So, man, every time in training, and, and so always, it's always great to hear about, about your story. Every time in training, you build these relationships with people that help you get to where you want to go, but you kind of forget about them once you get to where, where you're at, man. Mm -hmm. But the easiest place to invest in is a place that you grew up in. And, yep. uh, and I see kids coming through here left and right. And uh, I see kids that's been with you for a long time, and that's how it is at, at MDF, man. We got, we got, like I said, he got a lot of kids uh, in the NFL, just him. Like, yeah, we didn't, he didn't have other people working out with him. You know what I'm saying? He he actually get 
old kids that he trained to come back and work with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we just put a lot of, lot of, lot of kids out there. So I just encourage you uh, also, man, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Okay, what I mean by that, by being un- get comfortable being uncomfortable, I mean like every situation is not going to be your most ideal situation. But the way that the the choice that you make to choose on how you're going to persevere is going to be what's really important. Not the necessarily the situation that you're in or the circumstance you're in. It's the choices that you make. It's the integrity that you have for who you are. Because no one can take that out of you, man. And I just appreciate you guys' integrity of who y'all are. Uh, and that, it def- definitely makes our relationship so much easier yeah. to come in here and apply what y'all teaching, man. Because y'all, y'all teaching some, some, some life-changing stuff. Appreciate uh, it. Um, I, I, I want to end on this. Uh, man, James, that's powerful what you said. Uh, you know, you, you hear people get on these, these type platforms and they say things because they sound like the right thing to mm-hmm. say. I can honestly vouch for him when he talks about investing back into the, to where you came from. It's a lot of things that I couldn't do in Birmingham, Alabama, without what he's invested back into the kids there. I, you know, again, that's why it, morning, noon, night, if this man called me, I'm going to jump up and I'm going to be there because not only do I know by him making it, it's going to help him and his family, he's one of these people that absolutely refuses to leave other people behind and one thing he told me years ago, man, he was just like, Coach, man, we got to do something to make sure I'm not the last one. You know, and, and, and most people don't think like that because it's a mind frame of, hey, I made it. I got what I need. Well, good luck for the rest of y'all. And, and hey, I'm a, you know, a lot of athletes, they do these camps and stuff and they bring them back to their hometown. And the, the guy comes out on his, his Lamborghini or his Ferrari and tell the kids, you could be like me one day and pull off and don't even do anything with the kids. Man, every single thing that, that we brought back to Birmingham to help children, he has been actively involved every minute, every hour, the planning, staying there giving his own time, giving his dollars. And and, and, and I'm I'm a huge proponent of believing that you cannot, and it's straight from the Bible. I didn't write this just like you say you didn't make the ankle. (laughs) I didn't write this. You you can only reap what you sow. I cannot cannot go in my backyard and get watermelons if I didn't plant watermelon seed. So so, so the one thing I know Jameis did uh, consistently over and over again and, and on behalf of MDF, uh, uh, the training program, the MDF Nation, which is the foundation, uh, uh, we are extremely grateful for the for for the, for the thousands of dollars and, and time and effort and, and and speaking up on our behalf that he's done, which has allowed me to be able to touch more kids. Mm-hmm. And so and so and so when he say that, I believe that, and a lot of people want to be blessed, but they ain't trying to bless nobody. Give them, give them, um, tell them how we could contact you coach like in case there's anybody in that area or nationally or whatever or cuz you know y'all have your foundation we have training forward foundation which is me and Donald's foundation that we give back to the kids and stuff you know to try to give them an opportunity but i want you to plug that like like t- tell us how to get in touch with you in case there's somebody listening that wants to do something um um the best the, the, one of one of the better ways to get in contact with me you know we got we got the website which is mdfnation.com mm-hmm. um also to 
Uh, I got uh, MDF Nation One, which is my Instagram name, mm-hmm. uh, which which you can you can reach me on there. And and hey, I'm I'm old school. If, if you want to get in contact with me, it's 205-249-0707. Again, two zero five two four nine zero seven zero seven. I like relationships. I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a relational person. We ain't giving your number out. Uh, no, no. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Honestly, you can have my number. Hey, two eight one three six zero eight zero zero four. Um. So um. You, you gonna be getting coach. a bunch of eat the W text coming through. Now. Hey, they gonna be hitting up Mike Jones. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so you know, uh, ending it. Uh, coach Gary, uh, GLS training, go to movement. It was great, man. I enjoyed it. I know it's not the last. I I, I, I got to see you in the black and gold again. That's that's the you know it'd be perfect. It's right here, right? Because listen, it happens all the time. I get the Saints guy, he goes. Yeah, it's you, Caden, K- possibly, yeah. and, and then, then J- they better take well, care K- of my boy, Jawan. Caden and Jawan definitely going to be here. I, you I, think? I, yeah. I definitely know that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's up in the air with me. Obviously, I would love to be uh, yeah. here in this city, man. I love this city. I just want to play for this city. Yeah. You know? uh, cause they I, love you back, too, yeah, though. No, I, I owe this city some wins. But uh, anyways... Um, the good Lord gonna know, know where we gonna be at, man. Yeah, well, they, they said it last week. You wanna you wanna make somebody laugh? Tell God your plans. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, but we thankful for the Saints, man. Listen, man. New Orleans is like no other place I've ever been. Oh, yeah. It's like a nation inside of a nation, and the way that they supported him has been world class. And I just want to say, regardless of whether we be back here or not, the New Orleans people always. I'm serious. They got a special <laughs> place. And I'm serious because those people roll, man. And yeah, it's been yeah. the most support I've I've seen him get. I'm, yeah. I'm being honest. Too. No yeah, doubt. we they appreciate know. we appreciate the Saints people. Yeah. Really do. Yeah. All right, Coach Gary, GLS training, go to movement. Um, GLS go to underscore education is Rick. GLS go to underscore training is myself. See y'all next time. Thank you. Peace.